This is Grant Jennings, former uh, Belfort City tree trimmer. You're listening to the Monday Nooner. Jennings and Marty McSorley squaring off. Jennings trying to work that jersey over McSorley's head. And Jennings trying to go with a right hand. Now we've got Jennings involved with a red wing behind the net who is down at the moment. That's Bob Colbert, Rick. This was a left-handed shot by Grant Jennings. As Colbert went at him, he just decked him with the left. Now Grant Jennings and Ty Domi are going at it in the slot. Domi can't get squared away. Now he's got a turnaround try on Jennings, but Grant Jennings got the drop on Ty Domi, and Domi never knew what hit him. Welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to twirl number 116 of the Monday Nooner podcast. The podcast, as always, brought to you by our two title sponsors, two car dealerships out in Rosetown, Saskatchewan. That would be Mainline GM and Mainline Chrysler. The March Madness still continues at uh, the Chrysler side of things. I know the March Madness basketball tournament going on. They've got a promotion where if you predict who's going to win that tournament, you could win free fuel for a year. I know that uh, tournament has had some upsets already. So I think if, you, if you're if you in the market for a vehicle, go get one in Rosetown, make your prediction, and you could win that uh, free fuel at Mainline Chrysler. And the deals continue over at Mainline GM as well. How's it going this week, fellas? I'm glad that Rosetown is not giving away uh, free fuel. If you could predict the outcome of the Drake Foam Lake series, I'd be screwed already on my Drake sweep for nothing Foam Lake last night, or I guess two nights ago as we record. So yeah, we'll have to see, maybe to see if I was way off or just off by a little bit. So time will tell. I'd imagine the fellas got into it a couple nights in a row out there in Drake. So I think they got an excuse for uh, game one after winning their first ever senior A provincial banner. I'd imagine uh, a little slow on Tuesday night in that game, but we can uh, we can really start things off here with the come up this week because one of the interviews on the heels of talking about Drake, we're going to have head coach Dwayne. McLaren's going to kind of join us in the senior hockey soiree later. What a resume that guy has put together in senior hockey as a player and then as a coach. Talk about wins. Um, yeah, so that's coming up in the program. And our other interview, the main interview. Allegedly. Grant Jennings, a sneaky Saskatchewan boy who played way more games in the NHL. If you put that as a trivia question to people, there's no way Forget. people will get how many games he played. No, tons. What was the what was the playoff one? When have you guys had the playoff one? How Boz many? did I think it was like was it like 52 games in the in the playoffs, Boz you'd said? Yeah, 50 some postseason games. That's crazy. 300 and some 400 regular season games. And part of two Stanley Cup winning teams. Mario under the, under the radar, Grant Jennings is going to be our interview. Senior hockey talk. We're going to kind of run down. If you didn't catch it yesterday, we had a real long senior show. You want to tune into that, but a little bit more of that. And then uh, all the stuff as usual. The come up is for General Well Servicing. They're hiring. 
oil's buck 20 today. Again, I know checking the oil stocks, seeing if I can buy mama and brand new fur coat. So yeah, get down there. They'll give you a job. Spring's coming. They probably need some slow pitch players. So if you're a slow pitch guy for the summer, bring some G dubs. Fellas will put you to work. I think it's like the off season free agency over in the uh, service rig. Cause like road bands, I think just kicked in road band season. So retooling, getting some new employees on staff for uh, the next run. General well, just setting up the VO two max in the, in the trailers in the oil trailers out there. You got to go in there for a quick ride. See if you can make the cut. Stalking a Fowler said it might be a little slow out in the rigs for the next few days across the board. Cause of course, big six, uh, finals going on right now there's been some awesome games and as we record this on uh, wednesday actually game three of the big six final going on between carnduff and redverse so by the time this comes out carnduff might be league champs and might be getting in one or there's going to be a couple games this weekend so yeah lots going on out there in the southeast can we uh can we go straight to the tirade part of the show read, read us into that and then we can all chime in on uh, this little nugget that i have Little tirade collectible winter wheat uh muster point <laughs> segment of the show, high tech profiles. Your uh your steel processing fellas that we like to have on the show. They got a place up in Regina, Saskatoon. Uh yeah, they Check do everything. They do treat, everything steel. Treat their employees good too. Yeah. And their customers. Good group. Like guys. ship into the northern United States. They got it all going on there. Tyrade time. People from Saskatchewan aren't going to really know about this, but you guys all get it. It was budget day today in Saskatchewan. And uh, oh my, I, I made the mistake of watching the local news at six o'clock and I just wanted to bang my head through the window. And like, it, it is amazing. So they they come up with the the most money ever, ever in the history of Saskatchewan for schools. Ever. <laughs> the school people are complaining. Well, it's uh, not, not enough. To do that. It's like, what the fuck? Then they come up with all this money for health care. And then the lady from the nurses is like, yeah, but how does that affect us tomorrow? <laughs> it's like, what? Tomorrow? like oh you cannot they cannot win like you just as a politician i'm just like sitting there and then it's like how come no one ever asks the question to the opposition who in this case in their province for people that don't know they're just totally like embarrassing it's like how would you pay for this they never ask that question okay how would you pay for it like i honestly they would probably be like i don't know beanstalk like fuck they have no idea so I don't know with what your, what your guys take is. On, oh, and then the other thing, Belter, you'll love this part is the, the guy from the NDP, that guy, pigeon guy, whatever. Miley. He, yeah. He's talking and he's like, and they didn't lower taxes enough. They didn't lower. And I'm like the guy that you're aligned with nationally. That's all he wants to do is tax. And I'm like, yeah, I'd meet. What is going on? Like, how dumb are these people in society? I, gotta, I, I get, I gotta give uh, Miley. I, I mean, we slag on him a bit, but I gotta give him a little bit of credit. Actually, yesterday he dis. As we're getting to the political part of the show, he actually distanced himself from the uh, 
the NDP federally with them aligning themselves with the liberals. So basically we got like an NDP party in, uh, in federally as well. So I'm not I, like uh, politic guy, but I think some, I was reading or saw or something somewhere that basically the federal NDP has no money. Just broke. Like they're out of money to like fundraise or to have money. So basically it's like, Team up with Trudeau, and I'm sure he's scratching their back, right? Like, hitch their wagon. Yeah. Jagmeet's like selling his stuff, like collectibles that yeah. he has, all the <laughs> all this stuff that he's acquired over the years. Tirade like, in the budget. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, mean, I haven't it's, even it's read the budget one. or watched a news article or anything. Nothing. Well, they're not up. They're not up for election. So you're, they're spending money. We're getting, nobody's really, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Like, I don't they're know paying. Said, but they're paying down, which is surprising. Like in this day and age, not many people pay anything down. Yeah. But they are going out. And I guess, you know, having potash somewhat high and oil somewhat high right now is good, but they're not banking on these prices, right? They're kind of going in modestly, which I think is, is good, but it's just like, oh my God, how would, like, what are you talking about? This is, this is the win for you. Like you, you got, you got as much money as ever. Well, it's not good enough that we wanted more in, in hundreds. They gave it to us in fifties. How about, uh, well, while we're on the, how about old Diaz today from uniform? Did you see that? No, just got, uh, just got caught taking a 50 K bribe from, uh, from a um, like a testing, like a COVID testing company. Yeah. And then he like retired and then he said, Oh, I got to go into like drug and alcohol treatment. And yeah, it's, I haven't read the whole article. And I had got a few, obviously I'm involved in some union stuff. So I had uh, a few guys send it to me today oh. and uh, pure comedy. Yeah. 50K. Is, he using, is he using that as a crutch? Like when a guy gets caught cheating, he's like, I'm a sex addict. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm, I'm a bribe addict. I'm a sucker. Yeah. I'm a I sucker. don't know. I, I, haven't, like, see, I haven't read a ton of the article yet, but yeah, I heard, uh, I heard he, he was pretty much busted for a, for 50 wow. Jabinos. So. Quick Pretty thing, much you know. busted. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, busted. he was, I mean, he took it, right? Did so, he, does he still have his mullet? Good. Like, you look at him and you're just like, nah, not surprised. Like, there's nobody that's, <laughs> there's nobody that's like, oh my God, I'm shocked. They're yeah. like, nah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. It's eh. like, uh, shoulder the, shrug, right? The line up here, it's like the guy with the mullet and the four buttons undone in his shirt <laughs> yeah. and the gold chain. Which is the guy that took the bribe? <laughs> the Zangief guy. hanging out, his hair flowing over top of the fourth button. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're, going, we're going sideways. Say, hey, yeah, Trent Meyer. The... Thanks, uh, <laughs> Tyree. Thanks so much. Uh, let's uh, let's get into last show recap. Darcy Hordachuk last week, twirl one twelve or something like that. Actually, had a buddy of mine tell me that was his favorite interview yet to listen to every show he said that was his favorite one probably because your buddy got scammed on the uh, on the speakers as well he's like oh i can totally relate to that <laughs> back door out the van i i um he and we say this a lot i get it he could literally come on every other week and be entertaining imagine having you know what i was thinking imagine having him twist Kimball and Tedarenko together. Oh my God. All like kind of Saskatchewan, like tough guys. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was really good. Uh, what else did we have on last, uh, on the last program that really stood out? I don't remember. I didn't even listen to the last program. Not going to lie. Anyone say anything stupid? 
Do you have any yeah. new uh, Belterisms? I had, a DeV- couple, I had a couple comments with the, the people were excited to hear some DeVito. I had a guy actually mess tell me about, uh, he said DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DeVito. Actually, and Hubs, Hubsy didn't, uh, Hubsy actually dropped off uh, a few, a uh, few beers for me. And he was like, oh my God, that's got to be DeVito. Seeing the fans. I said, you know what? When, when I get people coming over, I think we should, I should have a Sharpie hanging there. People should start signing the fence, right? Like, hey, I heard about you guys on the Nooner. Do do sign the fence. Which, which pull up to Belter's house and you go, which house is DeVito's? Uh, the one with all the empty oil uh, crates from the deep fryer. <laughs> um, Just the oil slick driveway. Yeah, yeah you know what? You, can I can I give you uh, some homework for the week? Me? Yeah. No. So just a quick. Co- oh, you got it. You got a tournament. No, yeah. you can do this in the hotel room while you're oh, okay. having a whiskey. Okay. Can you draw a sketch of what Devito roughly looks like? <laughs> oh yes, and I then, totally can. And we'll put it DeVito, on Twitter. And put it on Twitter, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't oh, want to yeah. take pictures of them. Just give people an idea with a sketch. I can. I can. I'm actually a pretty good drawer. And I know I'll, you are. That's I'll, why I'll I said that. Out. Yeah, we'll get something out. We'll dangle something out. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> That's last show recap for Global Egg Risk Solutions. Crop insurance like no other. Like no other. We got an uncertain year again this year, fellas, coming up. Hopefully it's going to be wet, moist, as they say. And, uh, fellas, get a, get a big crop. But, hey, you got that risk. You also got some big opportunity. Production cross, sorry, Production cost insurance by Global Egg Risk. So, so you can de-risk your farm, cover all your costs. And uh, yeah, give them a shout, eggrisksolutions.ca. Talk to an advisor. Nice read. Nice job this week. Really getting that yeah. down. That was be proud. Shout out time. I'm going to go first. I'm going to lead, lead it off. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Peewee. Regina Peewee Double A Tigers, league champs. They're led by Captain um, Hudson Dutka. Good head of hair on that kid. A real nice flow. He led him. But you know what, Shane, you're gonna like this. Yeah, uh, they're up in the. Uh, I think it's the provincial final or whatever the the south. I don't know what it is. They won cities, so now they're playing Swift Current. Travis Moen's team. Yeah, that's good. Good. They're they're a wagon. They played at the Fairview game one, and I think. The Tigers got outshot like 65-4, and they <laughs> lost 5-1. Wow. Yeah, Swift Current's good. But congrats to the Tigers. Game two, I think, I don't know when we're releasing this, but game two had already happened. But still, nonetheless, hell of a year from them. And uh, that Maddox Schultz kid that plays on that team, watched him play. He, like, <sighs> skates like Austin Matthews, and he's 11. Yeah, I heard he's really good. Hudson no Brandon Basler, but I'll go next. I want to give a shout-out to the uh... – Another podcast, actually. We've actually had them on our show, but uh, the fellas from the Drive the Green Golf podcast. I haven't listened to their latest episode, but apparently they were giving us some love on their latest uh, release. Talking about our senior hockey coverage, had a couple texts from guys saying, heard about you, uh, the Drive the Green guys talking about you. So still going to plan a match against those guys. Maybe this summer they can swing their Callaways. I'll hit the old Wilsons from... uh, high school and and we'll see uh how that goes but yeah they're doing a little 
best par three hole in Saskatchewan Twitter thing right now. And uh, yeah, it's good to hear about lots of the tracks in the province. Hole two at Waska Sioux is the Drake Canucks of par threes in the province. Yeah, I don't know where that uh, stacks up on their, on their uh, bracket, but I know they've got a little ways to go here on uh, that. So shout out to those guys. Thanks for the love and thought we'd reciprocate a little golf seasons around the corner. It's funny you said that, Buzz. We, we haven't even collaborated on this, but I actually had this written down too from uh, one of our sponsors, Sean Stefan. He was actually on a podcast. I want to give them a shout out. The Sask Entrepreneurs Podcast. Sean Stefan was on there. They had him on. He was the, the, the topic. Get the, the topic. I cannot relate to this, but maybe you guys can. Revenue growth as the majority shareholder of a family business. And I, I talked to a few guys that said, actually, Sean did a really, I haven't had a chance to listen to him. He said, Sean did a really good job on it and uh, it was well done. So shout out to those guys. You get a chance to listen to that. Uh, give Sean a listen. He's a pretty smart dude. We don't want to pump him up too much. He does drive a Ford, but. You know what, that podcast, I'm sure it's really good. You know what it ha- You know what it smells that it would have all over it? Jeans and sport coat. Oh, 100%. And, and maybe if you had one of these, like the, Big business millennial guys, he might even have a hoodie and then a sport coat. Yeah. Right? And joggers. And they they sit back in the chair in their jeans and sport coat, and then they cross their legs and put the one the one leg on their knee. I wonder that, if Stefan did that. I could see no. him maybe trying to fit into the show. I think you guys are wrong. I think young entrepreneur is the joggers look, no socks. Oh, oh. that's we're talking young entrepreneur here. We're talking about the Low loafers or like real running shoes, leather I don't loafers. Know about footwear, but uh, joggers, no socks. That's the young entrepreneur. Sure. Remember boat shoes back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Boat yeah. shoes, boat shoe guy. Those are good. Outstanding. Hey, speaking of, uh, should give Stefan just a plug right now for his segment, maybe, or should we save it? The shovel. Now, now that we talked about him. Why don't we just give him a plug now and, and jump into that? What, what the hell? We're going out of whack this week, out of order. Let's do it. Home show this weekend. I think they're set up there. That's uh, They 100% are, yes. What, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or maybe Thursday it starts in Regina? Oh, yeah. We should have given him some stickers. Drops Still time. Can, he can give them out. Yeah, he's got the give thingamajig there. Got one of those left. Thingamajiggy. So... Yeah, if you got any landscaping work, you're going to be going to the home show this weekend in Regina. Go see the Rusty Shovel uh, at their location. Go see Sean and his team. Get you looked after. Do some pavers. What's his segment? Take a seat, son? Yeah. Right. Oh, we're just we're knocking everything off early in the album. Top four songs. First four songs in the album. (laughs) One of those. Mine, uh, my take a seat is to myself. Take a seat, Barry. I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean. I don't know. No, it's not that. Oh. I don't know <laughs> when the correct time is when you're allowed legally to do a U-turn. What do you mean? Can you are, are they ever? Do I don't think they're ever legal. Are you supposed to do it at the light when it's green? Or you can't do it at a stop sign? I don't think you can do it, period. Yeah, I don't can. think they're I don't think they're legal at any point in time. I don't, I don't think so. I did one last night. We're going to have to have Scuba Steve on. <laughs> on Louvain. 
Do you guys Did go? Did you get I'll stopped? Look, I'll look that up. Oh, no. But today, going back to your episode, like 20 episodes ago. Yeah. Cop pulled up beside me. I just checked my, like I pulled it oh. off my thing on my phone. I just checked it. Really nice guy in the unmarked uh, Ford Explorer. Yeah. And he just gives me that look. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Really nice guy. I, I'm going to, I reckon I, I got a good, I got a good uh, memory for faces. So when I see that guy out and about, I'll give shake him a tarp. his hand. Shake give hand. him a tarp. U-turns are prohibited at traffic lights unless permitted by a sign. So when only when it's U-turns, green. every effort should be made to complete the turn in the most extreme left driving oh. lane. A uh, lot, lot of rules surrounding the U-turn. Not when a light is red, though, right? No, you can't go through a red light. Well, you're, you're not really going through. You're just kind of going. So you're allowed to through. as long as there's no sign that says no U-turns. I made one at, no, never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go take a seat barney didn't know how uh when and how a u-turn i didn't know that i didn't actually think they were allowed to be honest i was on I the belters. I, I figured they were allowed at a green light something like that really go educational really? program real educational program do you guys think you would pass your driver's test if you had to redo it yeah i would for sure 10 and 2 i'm a deadly parallel parker so yeah I would. Do you think you would, Boz? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of little shit a person doesn't think about or remember. What did you take here? I took my test in like a 1989 caravan, like a We've minivan. We've talked about this before. Oh, we? It's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I'd pass. I'd pass for sure. 100%. I don't even know if I'd lose any marks. You know I'd what? Failed I failed the first time. I guarantee you know you would lose a mark, Shane. On what? What's the first thing you're supposed to do? What do you mean? Like put your seatbelt on? Is that what you're going with? I don't walk know. around the vehicle. You walk around. Well, the yeah, vehicle. You do the walk. I, I thought we were in the car already. Just... I thought we were in the car already. No, there's no way you would have done that. Is that an actual thing? Roll the window down one hand, dart hanging out. Light a like, cigarette. <laughs> there's the lighter in here. What, what are you talking about? These are menthols. Like they don't count. <laughs> bring your bring your disc man with the shock <laughs> thing. Put it into the lighter. Oh, for sure. I hope there's no big bumps because this thing will skip. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Fucker, we <laughs> sideways. The rest of the show, I don't even have any. T- I don't even have a take a seat. My take a seat was going to be, like, at work today. I had to take my phone into work to get him, like, you have to change our passwords all the time at work for, like, security. Anyway, did it today. I had to do it. My phone, I couldn't get my email to come back on my phone, so I had to take it into IT. And they couldn't figure it out forever. Like, I was in there for, like, a half an hour. Find the lady's like, I'm like, I gotta go. Like, I had a meeting. I'm like, I gotta go. She's like, Oh, here's your phone. It's all done. And hands it to me. And as she hands it to me, of course, COVID again got me in one way or another. They got all the partitions up, and there's like this little slot. She hits it, drops it, and smashes my screen. Hit the computer. My brand new phone is gee. I'm like, oh. They're like, oh, we'll take care of it. So I got her home tonight and I was looking at it. And I'm like, ah, it's the screen protector. Yay! So didn't have to go or take a seat so it was perfect Ended screen up protector good. screen protector is one of the best inventions in the last 10 years yeah it's deadly and i was because my wife's like your screen's cracked and i was like well, i think it's a i said i think it's a screen and she's like well feel so i rode my finger across the protector and i could feel the like the cuts in it and i was like oh it's got to be so i ripped this protector off and sure as heck it was perfect screen protector one covid vaccine two yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't really have much either. Not really prepared this week. Take a seat. We've just... been rambling on long enough, though, I think. We've been, been kind of all out of uh, sorts. Go, go see the Rusty Shovel this weekend at the home show if you're in Regina or check them out, rustyshovel.ca or something like that. On Google them. Best way. Google. Let's get into the interview. And the interview is brought to you by Kent Bittner and MortgageForMyCoach.com. Kent Bittner of Axiom Morgan Solution, Mortgage Solutions. Kent will hook you up with whatever you need. On the home front's busy springtime buying period, Brandon said he's buying a house this spring. So we'll be able to walk through the process with Kent Bittner. Interview time. Folks, joining us all the way from Anchorage, Alaska, 389 regular season games in the show, but an even more impressive stat, 54 playoff games in the show. Grant Jennings, thanks for hopping on the Monday Nooner podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I was a playoff player, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's what created for me. So my first question is, obviously you played a lot of time in the show but why was 81-82 with the Canisteau Tigers your best year of hockey? Canisteau Tiger Bruins? I never played for them. So you look on Elite <laughs> Prospects, it says you played with the Canisteau Tigers. Tigers. No, I didn't. I played with the Melford TMs, and then I got shipped off to Notre Dame uh, on my second year midget, my AAA midget year. Um, and then I, I played at Notre Dame. I was listed by the Regina Pats. Babs had a write-in. I mean, I was a Regina Pat uh, prospect when they, they found me when I was 13. Well, you know, back then they had all these old guys at the rink scouting. And, uh, you know, and the, the, that scout was from Canisteau, the guy that turned me on, that got, uh, well, there was no draft then, but they just listed me, Regina Pats. And that would have been in, I was 13, so I don't know, maybe uh, 19. See, it was more than 65, be like 70, 78, you know, something like that. They already got had a hold of me. I didn't know, though. I mean, I had no idea, but so uh, so you're born in Hudson Bay, but do you do you just play a little bit of minor hockey the way I understand it in the bay, and then you you ship off to Melfort? The family moved yeah, to Melfort? Yeah. My dad was a game warden uh bush pilot, and um he uh transferred to Melfort in 72. So I would have been seven then. And uh, so we, I just started my hockey there in, in, in Hudson Bay. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, and then I went to Melfort and, and I played there until second year midget. When I went and then, you know, like as, the Regina Pass wanted me to go to uh, come to the city and play for the Regina Pack Canadians or the Capitals. They had two teams, AAA. And my dad's like, you're not going to the city. No way. And my grandfather went to Notre Dame in 1934. And uh, so he was, uh, he was on board with this too. And uh, I got a bursary. And uh, so I ended up going to Notre Dame. What do you remember about like those days, like the minor hockey days in and around that area, right? You got Melfort, Tisdale, Canistano's right there. Maybe you dip into walk, nip in all around there. What do you remember about playing minor hockey back in the day? Maybe some guys you played against. We're going to test your memory on this podcast. So uh, (laughs) what do you um, remember about back in the day? I mean, we played, we, we played in tournaments in Regina, you know, we go to Weyburn for that uh, big peewee tournament. We went to that twice, two years in a row. Um, Saskatoon, we were always going to tournaments in Saskatoon. 
we're, you know, we're a town at the time. I mean, Melford's a city now, I mean, of 7,000. But, I mean, at the time, we were a town, and, but we put a, we put a good team on the ice, man. When we had, we had good players and, um, and we, you know, we went TBA one year, provincials, and we made it to the final and we got, we got beat by uh, Yorkton in the final. So we almost did it as a little town, you know, Melford, we almost ran the A uh, provincials. So, I mean, I remember just, you know, we had a good bunch of kids, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of them still now, you know, I still talk to them every like two weeks, a couple of the guys, you know, so, wow. yeah, my defense partner, Kent McKee, you know, he's in Flint Flon now. And I talk to him all the time, you know, and uh, Jimmy Tyke, Jim, Jimmy played for Humboldt. He was the captain of Humboldt after that, but I still talk to Jimmy all the time too. So what, um, what do you remember? Like, or, or so maybe this is a better question. When, when's the last time you were back in Melfort, like boots on the ground? Uh, well, I took, me and my son, uh, Gordon, there, the 15-year-old hockey player, um, we went back last year, or last July, for the first time in like two years. I mean, I still have a house in uh, Ron, North of Orange, at Otter Lake, Mississippi. I got a big long house there that I built for my retirement house, but that was before I got divorced twice. But anyway, I, I, kept, I kept it, right? I had to pay for it a couple of times. But, but anyways, um, um, we, we went back to uh, Melfort, um, last summer and then so we, we moved my mom sold the house in, in Melford my mom's in a, a home outside of Regina there now towards uh, Capel there I can't remember the name of the town but anyways my brother lives in Regina <clears throat> he's a mailman he's been there since 80 whatever he's a mail carrier plays hockey too the does uh do, does he ever rub it in that he won a national championship though in the old uh, you know, you ad, adult guy. safe division? Does he rub that in even though you got two rings? You, you know, guy. Oh, I know who he. I know who he is. Yeah. No, we get yeah, yeah. You know, I hear about it once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the brothers. The brothers put a team together. We went when they went down to Montreal. I think wasn't that where they won it. I know Craig Adam was on the team. He was just yeah. saying, yeah, I was like the national adult safe division, B division, uh, yeah. B, B yeah. champs. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear about it once in a while, but yeah. So guy, guy's there and his wife, Tara, and um, his son, Matt, plays. I think he's 16 or 17 now. And then they have a daughter, uh, Hannah. My niece, she's a nurse, going to nursing school in Regina. So your son, sorry, your son's name again? Gordon. The, Gordon, the hockey player. He's uh, named and- after uh, Gordon Lightfoot and Gordon House. So oh. They're both good friends of mine so well right on we have to play nice some yeah uh is there any chance that uh you know you get him to try out for the for the melford mustangs here in the next couple of years you'd talk to blevins uh, up there uh, and you asked that question to me in june <laughs> the draft's in june okay <laughs> so you watch the draft i mean he's been he's been scouted for a while now so he's really come a long way this year it's nice to fun to see, you know, they just gave him the captain. They just came to see before nationals. So he's pretty good. I don't tell him that of course. Yeah. But, and then you know, where's, uh, where's nationals? Uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, right on long. Place yeah, where I, I broke my wrist. How'd that happen? In a game against the Kalamazoo wings. I was playing for Quebec Rafales in the IHL and I got sent down and, and uh, I was a bad, bad play. I went to cross-check somebody, and my hand wasn't quite straight. And 
my hand came right off my wrist. It was bad. I wonder oh. you're a playoff player breaking your <laughs> hand on a cross check. How do you end up, uh, you know, playing for Luberachi in Saskatoon with the blades and the old Luberachi? Yeah. Well, so here's my WHL flight here. So Regina Pats. And um, that's when um, I think Strum was running it. And uh, um, dad's like, no, you're not going there. So we say, no, I'm not going to go there. This is after Notre Dame. So um, uh, I go to I go to Humble. I play Humble, tier two. So I was going to take a scholarship. So I went down on a recruiting trip. I had a full ride to North Dakota, you know, best team in the lands. And then I decided, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I bailed on that. So then I came back, and that's when I started getting traded around the WHL. So I went from uh, – so I got traded for um, Barry Trotz. Me and Todd Lombard went to Brandon for Barry Trotz. I hadn't played a game in the league yet. So then Brandon comes to my house with Jersey, Barry Trotz, you know, number four jerseys, and this is yours, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to Brandon. I'm not going to Manitoba. So then they had to trade me to Kamloops. And that's where, uh, what's his name, the coach that was coaching in Regina before that was there. Um, crazy guy. Uh, uh, someone did, somebody just talked about him on our podcast like two episodes yeah, but ago. Anyways, he was there and my dad's like, nope, you're not going there. So next day they trade me to uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg <laughs> Warriors. So they come to my house with a contract, three-year contract and everything. And I'm like, I'm not going to Winnipeg. No way, you know. So I wanted to go to Prince Albert because that was close to Melford, right? And so we got in touch with Terry Simpson. And, and Terry was like, they want too much for you. You know, I just can't give it up. And that was the year they won the Memorial Cup, too. But anyways, oh. um, so Lubinicki got wind of it. So he traded three vets for me. And I hadn't played a game in the league yet. They traded three vets. They, and then they ended up going to Moose Jaw after Winnipeg, right? They moved to Moose Jaw. So I ended, that's how I ended up in Saskatoon. Your uh, your first year there, I don't know you know where do you start. Like, what's your what's your favorite uh, young Wendell Clark story? Because he's uh, he's a youngster yeah. that year. He's a defenseman at the time, first year. Like, so I played with him at Notre Dame too. So okay, I'd already played with him, and um, but he was like, you know, he was highly touted. Blah blah blah. He's going to get drafted high, number one maybe. And uh, you'd be getting the brute packs every every game, you know. I'd be getting a star every game. And we had we had uh, Trent Yanni as a defenseman, and we had Duncan McPherson, and me and Wendell. We had like the best defense in the league. But anyways, they ended up moving Wendell to forward. So my best story about Wendell, he went to remember they went to the World Juniors, and he scored the winning goal. It was in Czechoslovakia, I think, or Russia. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think it was Russia, well, he came it? back and, you know, his head was kind of big and he started kind of running practices and stuff. And he yelled at me one practice, you know, I like screwed up, you know, a drill and I just snapped and went right after him. Fought right at practice there. Yeah. In the old so barn. That, yeah. In the old barn there. I said, you know, don't and try and coach me, you little shit, you know, farmer, you know, anyways, we got How did, along. How did after it that, go? Though, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, do that again. How did it go? How did it go? How'd that, how'd that tussle go? Who would, uh, in Vegas? Who well, I was madder. So, um, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want anything to, you know, he was like on cloud nine still, but anyway, he didn't, uh, he didn't bother me after that. 
say that. Another guest, uh, another former guest on the on the show, one of the inaugural ones. Man, he's had a hell of a career, but not in the hockey world. Troy Volhofer. Dolph. And, uh, yeah, I stayed in touch with him. Yeah, doctor. Well, he's from Regina. Yeah, and his parents were from Regina. They're both deceased now. Uh, passed away, but I used to come and work for him and his dad during Craven, building stages for out there at the at the, the Jamboree. So yeah. He would go to bed at night, and I would stay with his dad all night and weld and build stages. But, yeah. So I stayed with Troy, uh, in touch with Troy. We, we went out. I went, we went uh, to Nashville last year with, for a tournament with Gordy. And uh, I, I got in touch with him. And Kelly Chase was out there, too. So we went out for supper, and it was good. That's super cool. Yeah. You guys all stay in touch. Yeah. And then uh... – is there a draft? Do you get drafted into the into the NHL or like after because after Saskatoon uh, in 84 85? Like, how, I never, how do you end I, was, up? I never was drafted, I was like listed or whatever. I don't know what you call it, but so that's why I really don't have much respect for the draft anymore. So, how do you how do you end up in, in Birmingham? Like, do you Binghamton? So, I had, sorry, Binghamton. I, had three contracts, I had three contracts offered to me. Oh, okay, Vancouver Canucks. Washington Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins. They're all the same, though. It's just shit, you know. I mean, it's just brutal, right? But they yeah. all—they all were collaborating back then, and they just, you know, oh, yeah. shit. Shit is kind of subjective. Like, what do you remember? What was what was in the deal? Give us, like, some yeah. Like, let's you talk eighty-five, eighty-six. Let's talk money. Like, what yeah, was you're, coming, you're coming out of the Melford Sand store. Like, I don't know how much money were they giving you? Sixty-five thousand dollars a year. And and I got paid by the game, so like senior, oh. <laughs> like was, sticks and gas and senior. It's a joke, yeah. I mean, it was a joke, and but anyway, it didn't matter. You're you want you sign a pro contract, who cares, right? So I signed with Washington Capitals, and um, so they fly me down there, and I get on the plane. Um, with uh, well, I go down there and I, I sign my contract. They give me a, a signing bonus of forty five hundred bucks. No, five thousand, forty five hundred after taxes. <laughs> Get on the plane to come back. <clears throat> Danny Hodgson, who got you know his first rounder to Toronto that day, you know because they won the Memorial Cup. yeah, Raiders. He gets on the plane with me. We're sitting beside each other. So we're so he signed with Toronto. So he's got a, he got a hundred thousand. <laughs> so we're celebrating, drinking on the way back sitting beside each other all of a sudden plane starts going down and we're supposed to be going to saskatoon someone phones in a bomb scare on this 767 this wide body is supposed to be landing in saskatoon we end up landing in, in regina at the end of the runway up the field they said get off bomb scare so we had to go down the slides and all this shit this happened in regina and um so it, it, I wanted to take my bags. I had wine in there, and I had uh, my signing bonus. And they're like, "Leave the bag," and I'm like, "No, leave the." I had to leave my bag on the plane, get off the plane. So anyway, so we're standing up. This was in like I don't know September, I guess. It was cold as shit there at the end of the runway in Regina. There, winds blowing. So they, you know, then they bust us back to Saskatoon. It was a hell of a night. But anyway. 40, 4,500 scoots in my bag. So I, I need that bag. Jesus. Yeah, right. So anyway, I, I um, you know, so I ended up signing with Washington. That's how I ended up in Binghamton because that was the farm team. They split the farm team with Hartford Whalers. Yeah. 
and uh, Larry Plow was the coach and GM there. And uh, after my third year there, he took he took me. That's when they traded Hartford traded for me, and he took me to Hartford. That's where I started playing. I was gonna say, by the looks of uh, hockey DB, the one game like you got called up in the playoffs, maybe your first NHL game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played two games for them, um, and um, that's when Verbeek was in Jersey, and uh, Perry Anderson was like just ran around and run guys. So as soon as Perry Anderson got on the ice, Ryan Murray would go, "Brett, get out there." So out I'd go, and we just <laughs> lead at center or where we meet the corners and just battle each other. And then it's, and then they put Verbeek out against me, and then I'd get yelled at from the bench, get off, get off. You know, so, <laughs> so, you know when I was young, man, I did you know, we lost, we lost in seven, I think, to the Capitals. And, and uh, yeah. Did, did you have to, like, um, you know, because you got, like, three years or whatever in the, in the minors – AHL yeah. and IHL. Do you have to, do you change your game at all? You know, cause you know, you now you got to make this next step or you kind of stayed status quo. They knew what I, you were. I mean, I didn't, I didn't change. I mean, I didn't know anything different. I mean, I just went out there and scrapped and beat the shit out of guys and, and played, you know, I played power play. I played the whole game. Right. But I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything, anything different. I thought that that's what you're supposed to do, but, but I, I mean, I got a lot of respect for my teammates for that, you know, what was the uh, what was the off season uh, training like back in the day there? Because you hear some wild stories about guys like well, you know, showing I mean, up, <laughs> saving enough money to get home. I mean, we made twenty five grand a year, and they got paid over the six months. So we got paid over the season, so you had enough oh. had saving enough money just for gas money to get home to go live at mom and dad's and work. You know, did so, you pick up a shift at the co op in Melford, or what did you do uh, in the summer? Well, uh, I don't. I used to work for the city of Melford. I was like head trimmer, <laughs> but, but I mean, when I was, when I was playing there, no, I stayed at, I just trained at the gym and skated, you know, and uh, I come to Regina and skate with my brother um, up, uh, out at the rink there, out east there, out, out east there. Yeah. I don't think that one's there. That she one's there anymore. She gone. That double rink out there. Yeah. yeah. It's gone now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about, anyway, it's still standing, but it's not a hockey rink anymore. Yeah, so that's what I, me and my brother, my brother was single too. We go go out to the bars, Twin Towers, go to the bars, you know. <laughs> of course, he's better, he's better. He's better looking than me, right? So the girls will come up, and go, "Hey, give me a, give me my, uh, can you give my uh, number to your friend?" And I go, "Oh, that's my brother." And they're like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> 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 oh, the old phone call. I love it. Um, yeah. So Hartford, and then uh, you get traded to the to the Penguins in yeah. 1991, late in the year. The big trade, yeah. Uh, me, Ron Francis, and all Samuelson for uh, Colin Zalapsky and Parker. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> they called us. Uh, they called me at eight o'clock that night. And said you're going. You got to be on the air at six o'clock flight. You got a game tomorrow in Pittsburgh. I'm like, perfect. I'm getting you the hell out of here. You know. And then I they said, there's other people in the trade. We haven't, they haven't, we haven't figured it out yet. But I said, all right. So I met, to, I went to the, the, or the airport the next morning and I see Alfie and Ronnie there. And I'm thinking, did we have, did Hartford have a road trip today? I don't think so. And I, I couldn't believe that they were in the same, you know, going to Pittsburgh. <clears throat> so anyway, we went you to just Pittsburgh. Thought, you just thought they wanted you. 
well, I was the first guy to trade, but but I couldn't believe that they, you know, they said those two, right? So anyway, we get on the plane, we go to, the, we got a game against Vancouver that night, and you know, we walk into the uh, to the locker room, and those guys that they traded were pretty popular there, right? especially Colin, right? So you know, everybody's just looking at us like, you know, who the hell are these guys? And then they saw us play, like how we played defense. They didn't have any of that. And, you know, Ronnie was the best two, two-way two center in the, in the league, and me and Alfie just crushed guys, you know, and didn't let anybody in front of the net. So, anyways, that first game, I scored that night against Vancouver. Top shelf one from the point. I actually I hit it wrong. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, it was it was quite a ride, man. You know, we just kept winning, and people loved it. I still go there now. I'll go to a game there, and I'll be walking down to my seats and, some of y'all, my name, like Jennings, get out there, you know. So it's, I mean, it's a great sports city, you know. So we 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 have to go. Let's go back because we always ask guys about their first goal, and we didn't we didn't ask you. So that first my goal, first goal in the NHL, yeah, that was against Montreal in Hartford. I don't know who the goalie was. I don't even. My son asked me about it too, and it's like back then. I don't know. We're in Hartford too. I mean, you know, who gives a shit, right? You know, it's like. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, I didn't make, I mean, I wasn't a goal scorer. So it was like, you know, I did my three, four year or whatever. Um, but it was against Montreal. I don't know who the goalie was. I couldn't tell you. Samuelson. Uh, yeah. like, uh, like I'm young and I watch him. Did, did he get a kind of a bad rap? Like what, what kind of guy was he? You know, he, he did have the old knee, the, the knee injuries and the, and the Cam Neely and all that, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, what kind of guy was, was Alf? He's a friend. He's still a friend of mine. Um, you know, he's uh Pretty genuine guy. Um, you know, I didn't like, the, so, well, so I stuck up for him in, in Hartford because, you know, he wasn't making a lot of money. And, but we were partners the first year, um, but we got best plus minus, you know, on the team. So he got a bonus. So he gave me part of his bonus and he'd give it to me in $5 bills. So that was pretty funny. But I mean, I looked after his dog, but his dad died and uh, back, you know, in Pittsburgh and, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, I didn't like some of the ways that he played sometimes. But so, I, I mean, I, I would come up to him on the ice uh, in Pittsburgh. You know, he was making one point, whatever, a year, whatever it was, two, two million a year. I'm still making fucking 300 or whatever it was. I'd say, Alfie, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not here for you. On, you're on your own on this. Because you know? I'm like, dude, you know, but the, the Cam Neely thing, I mean, I, we battled against the Bruins, you know, when we were in Hartford and um, the Cam Neely thing. Uh, yeah. Did he have, they both had their legs out, you know, um, and Cam got the worst, the worst of it, obviously. Um, so, you know, I mean, it could have went either way there, you know, that's, that's the way I see that play. Uh, who like in those years, well, maybe we'll jump to that later, but do you want to go into that run belts that, that first run? Well, before we even get into that, like, when you walk into that dressing room in Pittsburgh for the first time and you see Mario, like we've had a few guys talk about him. Like they say he's just, was just an absolute monster. Well, they get tall, you know, but I mean, his body, you know, you'd think he was like a bowler or something, you know, or like he was just, he wasn't cut or anything like that. He was just naturally strong. You know I mean? He just had it naturally gifted strong. I mean, what what kind of a like what kind of a captain was he was he like really talking I couldn't see him being no, like a super talkative no, guy no he just kept, he was just quiet you know and um, 
um, just kind of led by example, I guess, you know, he never really said much. He'd rely on his, you know, like Kevin Stevens or, you know, some of the other Yaki guys to, to, to do that. But uh, so, yeah, Mario, he was quiet on the ice and, you know, off the ice too, you know. So that, that first yeah. run, how do you, how are you guys going into playoffs? Like, are you guys, are you guys rolling going into playoffs? Are you, uh, you know, well, how, how did it go going into playoffs? Well, they didn't know if they were going to make playoffs. And then we came there, we played the last 10 games and we like went, you know, like nine straight or something like that. I mean, then the people went, Oh shit. Yeah. We got, we got something good here going. And uh, so we played Jersey the first round. I separated my shoulder. Um, so I didn't play in the, the final game, but um, that's when uh, Frankie made that save that um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stasny had a wide open net. And all of a sudden Frankie put his glove in front of it. If he had scored that, we would have been done. That propelled us into the next round. Wow. And then we, uh, you know, then we went and played against uh, next, next round was what Jersey. Then Islanders. I can look inside my ring. You played uh, Jersey, Washington, Boston. Oh, Capitals. Oh, Capitals. So, so that's when they got us down three games to one. Um, in that the second game. round. Second round. Yeah. Three games to one. And we're like, we're better than these guys. And, you know, that's my old team. So, I mean, I was having a good series. But we're just looking at, looking at each other going, we're better than these guys, you know. Sure as shit, we came back and beat them seven, you know, four games to three. And went on to uh, Boston. Shit kicked those guys too, you know. We're just we were just on a roll. We just peaked at the right time, and uh, then we went and played Minnesota, the finals. And uh, actually, a guy came from Regina to watch. I was going to ask what you remember about that uh, finals. Obviously, a lot of people are going to remember the the Mario goal, right? That played on hockey right. in Canada yeah. for how many years in the intro. What do yeah, you remember right. about that? Do you remember were you sitting on the bench and seeing that happen, no. or any memory? Madonna ran me from behind and separated my shoulder. So I get to the game. That was the sixth game. I get there and Bob Johnson's like, Kenny, I, I, I don't know. I know. I, I want you to, I, I need you for game seven. I, I, I don't want to play it. But the end, the needle's outright. They're going to freeze it. And the needles are all stacked out there. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, yeah, I want to play. You know, I want to play. He goes, yeah, I, I just can't risk it. He goes, I need you for game seven. I, I still know. I said, okay, fine. So that's when they put Jimmy back in and we won eight, like eight nothing. It was like, you know, fuck. You know what I mean? So we won that, you know, easily. I mean, they had us down two games to one there at a certain point. And they were like <clears throat> ordering their ring size and getting their ring size and all that. And we were like, what are they doing? You know, I remember that. And uh, we came back and beat them. And, uh, we won it in Minnesota. So <clears throat> the plane ride back took a long time. We got back to the airport in Pittsburgh and there was 40,000 people at the airport waiting for us at four in the morning on a work night. So that tells you what kind of a sports town that was. Fuck poor John Casey's man. That, that video just gets played over and <laughs> over, and over yeah, right. him, him, him getting roasted. Um, Talked about Badger Bob there. That was kind of a cool story. Yeah. What's your what's your coolest uh, Brian Trotche, another Saskatchewan boy story? Because he got added earlier that year to that team. Next, next year. Or the next year? Yeah. I just talked to Brian. I, I called him uh, two days ago. He's in Pittsburgh. I just, I, I'm 
I'm probably going to go down there for uh, a game. I'm going to go over to Washington for a game over there in July or uh, April when I get back from work. But he's, uh, yeah, when Trost showed up, yeah, that was the second year we won it. Just a, just a leader, like, you know, because he was at yeah. the end of his end of his career. and He was just a nice guy. He just, you know, you know, he'd, he'd been through it. And we were pals right off the stop, right off the hop, because we we're from Saskatchewan, right? You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, he just, you know, he, well, you know, he would stand up to anybody on the ice. And, you know, he was just a, a strong player still at center. He would be winning draws all the time. So he was a good addition. Yeah. Who, who was the, the toughest guy for you to play against? So obviously you played a, a rough and tough style back there uh, on the point. Now who, who were the, who was a tough guy, the man, just to play against. Cam Ely. <clears throat> um, uh, well, Proby, I mean, Proby of all time. Um, Detroit, you know, coach, you know, I played junior with coach Joey and, uh, against him in the NHL, he was tough to play against. But, you know, right-wingers, you just got to look at the right-wingers that I played against. And, you know, it was always a battle with the, with the you know, big guys, I mean, for sure. How many little guys jumping in the left corner, they wouldn't go into my corner. How many times did you square off with former podcast guest Darren Kimball? Kimby, I'm friends with Kimby on Facebook. Uh, but Kimby, I, I think we fought about three times, maybe. Um, the last time we were both in the minors, and but he he knew my uh, my go to uh, my go to uh, knockout punch, so he pointed it that time. But um, what was your go to? What was it? <clears throat> I I threw a left, real fast left. I knocked Proby out. I knocked Domi out. I knocked a lot of people out with it. Just one punch. Them. Wow! What are the videos, dude? I did. I looked up some of those today on YouTube. Yeah, they 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 called it the Phantom because they, did, they just didn't see it. Pro, Proby wasn't too happy with you after that, though. I think he came no. back for some revenge in the oh, later sure. that period. It, it was lined up. We didn't, they didn't drop the puck. I just said, "Okay, let's get this over with." And I threw it again. And I just missed him. Again. Just missed him. But then he banged on my head a few times. But he didn't bother me after that. After that, you know, when I when I tapped him. He didn't know what the hell hit him. He started, he come up by the net, he cross-checked me, and he goes, let's go, you fuck. And I said, okay, bang, and down he went, just like that. You know, so he never, uh, he never really bothered me after that. It's like, you know, why bother, why, why, why poke the bear, you know? What, uh, what made Scotty Bowman so good? Well, he's a great bench coach. He's like a, you know, a chess player. I mean, he, just knew how to run a bench in, a, in playoffs. You know, he was just, you know, he just knew who to have out there and, you know, who not to, who to sit for a, a, a shift, you know. And, you know, what, he was a different cat, though. You know, he just, one day he'd walk by him and say, Scotty, he'd go, hey, Grant, how you doing? The next day he'd walk by him and say, hey, Scotty, he'd just look up, I'd look up at the ceiling and walk right by. Like he's not even there, right? So, you know, he's a different cat, but. What uh, do you remember? We ask guys this quite often a night or a game in the show that you just played super guilty out too late, something happened, you know. Yeah, I do. Okay, let's go. Let's go. San San Jose. We're we're in San Jose, and that's when they played this old barn called Al Palace. 
Cal Thomas. Anyways, so I'm injured. I, I got to pull a groin. And um, um, so, we, and we've got two spare defensemen. We've got uh, Stanton and, and Pack. So I'm not, you know, so I didn't even do pregame skate because I'm injured. And we had Fogarty at the time. Brian Fogarty, too. So anyways, I go out with Brian Fogarty the night before the game. Cause he's, he's, they're not playing him. He's like, they're setting him down. Right. He's fucking up. Right. So anyway, we just get hammered, hammered, just guns. You know, and I got home at like three in the morning or whatever. <clears throat> so anyway, next day, get up in the morning. I'm going to the pregame meal. And, um, I get in the, I go to get after the pregame meal, I go to get in the elevators and like all of a sudden it opens up. There's Scotty Bowen and Barry, uh, uh, whatever his name is, the assistant coach. And uh, Jenner, oh, thank God we found you. You got to play tonight. I'm like, what? You know? I go, oh, my God. I'm just like, oh, no. They go, yeah, well, we can't get a hold of Stanton and Pack. They're out in Alcatraz on a tour. <laughs> and Forty can't play, right? He's worse than I am, of course. <laughs> so I go out. I go out. I'm sitting on the bench and then warm up. So the guys are just laughing at me. They, they know, right? So, but my third shift, I get a breakaway from the center line in. You know, just, I'm like, you know, I'm just like, so I, I got to skate down there. I tee it up right at the hash marks, slap shot off the, off the crossbar and out. It went. <laughs> the guys were just howling on the bench. So I had a great game, though. I had a great game. I got two assists. And then after the game, though, I'm sitting in the shower on a chair under the water, you know, just hurt but uh, that's good that's yeah. real good yeah. cup cup party one or cup party two which one did you guys floor it more one for sure that's when we we cracked the cup wasn't good we we're at mario's house and uh um you know he's got a big pool and a big waterfall blah 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 and all you know all the up and the ups were there and the wives were there and their dresses and all that. We got drunk and we started throwing everybody in the pool in their dresses. Oh my God, the girls are pissed off and left. <laughs> so anyways, Troy Loney and, and um, Phil Burke, they climb up the waterfall with the cup and they go, Woof! and it's the pool and the oh. little neck. Yeah, it cracks. And get, then it, guess what? It fills up with water. It goes to the bottom of the pool. Fuck. <laughs> so we got to take turns. We got the rookies, of course, you know, more wind than us. But get down there and roll that thing up to the shallow end. <laughs> get out of, so it took us about a half hour to get out of the pool. <clears throat> we get it out of the pool, and we're just looking at it. We're like, oh, that's not good. So anyway, we get it, you know, out of emptied and uh, we, we got to tell the Hall of Fame that we cracked. Oh, they were not happy. So we had to fly up. But so the next day we had a, a big thing at the, the point, like 50,000 people. So if you watch that tape, nobody grabs it like this. Everybody grabs it like this because if you would have grabbed it like this, it would have <laughs> tore off. So we had to they had to, we had to fly a, a silver welder in from Montreal to fix that thing. Wow. Our yeah. What did that yeah. do? Do you remember what the price tag was on that? 
didn't matter. <laughs> Who cares, right? Lives are what if we won the cup? Yeah. Send it, over to, send it over to the front office, you know? <clears throat> they weren't too happy with us either. But, well, especially when we threw the coaches in the pool, too, <laughs> and their wives. <laughs> so, so oh. you know, I, got, I remember I, that night. I, so I, I left the party in my uh, Land Cruiser, and um, I got up. Uh, I'm in my bare feet, and um, you go boss suit on, no shirt. And I'm like lost. <laughs> so I pull into this, co- like 7 Eleven, it's called Kogos or whatever. And there's a cop there. And I'm like, wow, oh, perfect. You know, I go over there and he's like, he looks at me. I go, hey, I'm lost. Can he like help me get home? And he's like, look at me. He goes, have you been drinking? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I go, I've been at the party. He goes, oh, you're a penguin? I'm like, yeah. He goes, Jesus Christ. He goes, follow me. <laughs> so he took me home. Oh, from there, from there, that was the end of that party. But yeah, nuts. Good times. Just, times have changed. Yeah, no shit. Wow, with social media. Hey, can you imagine? <laughs> it, we did with social media. Jesus, we would all. Yeah, we'd be in jail. Were well, you? Right. Uh, were you surprised in uh, in '95 when you got dealt to Toronto? <clears throat> um, not really. I mean, and I. I we had a, a deal worked out, but then I don't know what happened with my agent. He sold me out or whatever, but uh, it didn't work out. I mean, we had a deal worked out prior, you know, to me going there. And um, next thing you know, it was off the table. I don't know what happened. I got I got screwed over there. Then, you know, I signed with Buffalo, and me and Muckler did not get along. So that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah, they sent you sent you down to the minors, and then you kind of toil uh, in the IHL for a few more years. When did you when did you kind of know that it was was it it was done? Well, I mean, they they let me to Atlanta, Buffalo did, and then so then Atlanta moved to Quebec, so then they wanted me to come there, so I did. I went there. <clears throat> I was gonna you know make my way back um, to the NHL, but then I broke my wrist, today. so. Um, I, I got a trial with Pittsburgh, but that's when that new coach, that young guy from Anaheim or where we came from, San Jose, I can't remember. He was even like talking about dealing Yager. So, I mean, he didn't like any of the old guys. And, uh, and Eddie Johnson come up, he goes, Jenner, sorry. He goes, if it was me running the show here, he'd be here. But he goes, I gotta let you go. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I went home and I thought that was it. Then uh, San Antonio Dragons called me at Christmas time up at my cabin in Saskatchewan. They said, we want you to come down and play. I said, okay, fine. So that's when I went down there. I finished my uh, season off there. Last game, it was in Vegas. And uh, had this young kid challenge me. And then skate away. With, I dropped my gloves and he skated away. And then he, I bet. But fun, I found him my second period at center ice. And I, that was my uh, going away present to the league. Just I, get- I, I knocked him out. And then before he fell, I grabbed him, held him up, knocked out. Then I proceeded to hit him a few more times on the way down. Uh, yeah. So that was my you- last pro game. I went out ball of flames. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do post hockey? Like the like the few couple of years after that? Like I know there's a tough transition for a lot of guys. <clears throat> well, and back, I went back to my uh, house and we lived there for in my uh, 
the first ex-wife and that I had a son. No, I didn't have a son yet. You know, I did. Yeah, I did have a son. Yeah. And just went back there and I was working there trying to figure out what I was going to do. And um, uh, she didn't want to live up there. So I, I'm, my dad was a pilot and I got, that's how I got in aviation. I'm good at fixing things. And that's what I do now. I'm a engineer and inspector for uh, Conoco Phillips Oil Company's aircraft. What we do here, we do uh, something called rapid fire. Just a couple quick questions, one word answers. And uh, yeah, it's a little fun just to kind of end the show. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire it up with the old, uh, the old standby here. When you played in the show, Grant, what was your favorite road barn or road city to go to? Montreal. The hot dogs. No, smoked meat sandwiches and the, the girls. Schwartz's. <laughs> and, and the fans, you know, and, and it was Mario's hometown. I mean, it was just yeah. unbelievable. I walked down the street with Mario after the game. And they'd be running on the other side of the street just yelling his name, you know. Unreal. Yeah. Toughest, guy, <laughs> toughest guy you ever fought? Proby. Favorite coach? Bob Johnson. Favorite teammate? I had a lot of them. I don't come back to that one. <laughs> That's a tough one. If you, uh, sorry, you're you're in Alaska now, so I know this is usually Shink's question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it tonight. If you get or when you get back to to Canada, what's what's the one thing you gotta have that you miss that uh, you can get in Canada but you can't get in the U.S. Well, I fly into Regina now because my mom. Okay. My I have a Hummer at the airport, I think. Maybe you guys could check on it and see if it's still there in storage. <laughs> um, <clears throat> crunchy bars. I don't, know, I, I don't know. I go see my mom and uh, in Saskatchewan. I don't know. Pilsner. Oh, that's great. Hey, man, thanks so much for uh, for hopping on the pod. That was awesome. Some great stories yeah. and Sasky Weapon. We really appreciate it. Anytime. Interview wrap-up, as always, brought to you by 2020 Geomatics, Malcolm Vanstone. What was he just celebrating? 11 years or something like that? 12 years? Old, old comer. Yeah, I don't even know. A lot of a lot of time chopping up land. Land subdivision. If there's something you need to do with a parcel of land, uh, it can get a little confusing for the average person. Luckily, him and his team. And I saw one of his guys in Harbor Landing with a quad on the back of his truck the other day. I was in the Timmy's drive through They can get you looked after. They can make sure things are done right. And uh, yeah, use them, local company. I I had no idea Grant Jennings was that tough. He would have been a a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah, wouldn't have been fun. Couple rings. He had the rings to show us tonight. That was pretty cool. Couple rings with Mario. What a what a story. Yeah, I appreciated it, man. I I had no idea. I didn't know a lot about him. Yeah, me neither. It was a welcome surprise, I will say. No, he was great. Uh, big thanks for him to hopping on. Now he's fixing airplanes in minus 50. That doesn't yeah. sound like any fun. Probably more fun uh, being in Mario's pool than fixing airplanes in minus 50. And good luck to his son. Nationals yeah. are going to listen to the pod, they said. So good luck. Gordo. Kalamazoo. Yeah, let's go. Right hey, guys, let's hop into uh, senior hockey soiree sport clips. You need your salad trimmed up. Head on over there. Hot towel massage, MVP treatment. Guys and gals will take care of you. All day, every day. And I wonder, they maybe have got the shaving back now with COVID kind of gone. You could get a straight blade on that. Shaving uh, your back? On the chin. No, no your oh. beard and stuff. 
So your <laughs> your ass cheeks, your ass cheeks shaved at sport clips. I don't think they do that there, but you know, guys going <laughs> in and whipping off their tarps. Shave my back, please. <laughs> we heard on the nooner you guys shave backs. No, you guys sorry. ever get one of those hot uh, or those whatever massage or shaves? <laughs> what are they what called? Like at hot the towel? barber where they got the oh razor. yeah the hot towel on there and then straight blade it yeah oh yeah it's unreal you've I got it had one yeah yeah huh. they're great I always I always got visions of the guy's just gonna slit your throat that's like ah kind of uh, a little I'm still like old it, but... uh, hand bomb razor guy yeah no it's great though I've had it it's it's freaking like so smooth like just baby's bottom smooth guys with the uh, bald heads. I get that shit done. They love it. Top notch. Got to keep her tight. Anyway, sports clips. Yeah. Senior hockey soiree. I, uh, I know we mentioned it yesterday. I want to give a couple of quick plugs here in case people didn't tune in yesterday to, uh, to the Atkinson, uh, Atkinson boys in Dinsmore and that picture that their dad, their dad won the championship in 99. And then the boys were kids in the picture. And then, they won it this year. Congratulations to the Dinsmore, Dinsmore Dynamos for winning there. And then congratulations uh, for to Steve DeSilva on that team. Six provincial titles in 10 years. Pretty impressive on the senior hockey front. Um, what about yeah, player should, of the week? Sorry. Yeah, we should talk about player of the week and some performances from uh, guys around the province. A little tougher this time of the year. Provincial games, there's not really any stats to uh look at or anything like that so just kind of going off of what we hear um actually belter got some some swag sent out to the keniston uh craig game i guess and yeah one of the guys that they gave the nooner hat to out there was uh logan mcveigh for the uh keniston blizzards they of course were down big to craig came back he had a first period natural hat trick to kind of keep Keniston in it early and then added a late assist as well. So I think he had a four point night in the game one win and Keniston gave him the lid. So so that's our player of the week right there. Logan McVay. Awesome. I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Weapon local yeah. Keniston weapon. Has his hat. I want to give an honorable mention to, uh, to not a player, but we talked all year about people that make senior hockey tick and things that make senior hockey. So awesome. Is there anything better than when a senior hockey team for the anthem has the two kids with the flag skating around the rink and then they time it, they try and time it out to come back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We used to always do that for provincial games. Have the kids. (laughs) I saw that the other day. I'm like, Oh, that's a classic Saskatchewan like thing right there. Love it. Kudos to them. That is player, uh... player of the week. That is good. Just a shout out to all the unsung heroes. Like next week would be our last, I guess, senior go round here for the season with everything kind of wrapping up here this weekend around the province. But yeah, just a big shout out to all the uh, volunteers, statisticians. I know I've taken shots at some of the league websites, but these people are putting in good work for the love of senior hockey. Most of them aren't players or anything. They're just local local people that care about the leagues and the teams. So, you know, people that play music or announce games or sell 50 fifties or whatever, there's a lot that goes into it. So there's a and late a lo- shout out for those people. Big Synergy time. AG. And a lot of, uh, a lot of the wives for putting up with these guys, 
going out, especially the last month, getting things done. Well, it's uh, what makes we. You know, we should have a we should have a poll next year on how many teams. You think all the leagues will be back? You'd think. Twelve. I think we'll be. I think we'll be twelve leagues, ninety-three teams next year. Oh, add a couple. Well, just let's think about it. We don't have to get to a hundred. We don't have to go right. No, now. we're not going to get to a hundred. I think there's a few that'll be back, and that, there might be one or two that drop out. But whether that treaty league comes back, whatever happened to them? Honest, they couldn't make it happen this year. I think. Like they tweeted like schedules out, and then she go. Like Balgoni. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, you know what I saw? You know what I saw? Have you guys ever seen? 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 Saw? No, I got that one right. You know I what I saw? Have you guys ever right. seen? That's actually good. Good job. That's right. That's why I was clapping. In Saudi, they had this freaking huge thing coming off the back of the Zamboni, and they had it was called the ice leveler and it had a big light on it and stuff. And they were the guy was like driving around and yeah, it was like leveling the ice off. Like if it wasn't right, it was like these blade it was like cutting it down, and then he did all that, took the snow off, and then he went around and and uh and flooded it. It was pretty slick. I thought hey, wow. I'd never, I had never seen that before. Next level in Saudi. I don't think I've ever saw that either. <laughs> yeah, pretty neat. So getting some English lessons and some ice lessons all in one show. Well, you're doing good. You're on. And uh, we're going to see your artistry skills yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned. Before, before we get into the, uh, the second interview here, another just uh, observation on the senior hockey front, Drake. A champs. Have you seen their leather coats? I'm going to talk to Dwayne about it in the interview. Drake's leather coats. Like they're story on those. Are those from like the nineties or what? Like velour fronts and leather no. arms with the patches or they're actually like nice. Full Asses leather chaps. Oh, wow. They're deadly. They're, they're black and their, their logo is so nice. Right. But like a good leather coat doesn't really go out of style. Unless it's like three quarters, mm. unless you're three quarters and you're just weird. It's a matter but, of opinion, but there, okay. So, so maybe the better thing is a good, a good leather team jet team coat. Like there's some cheesy coats over the years that have like, gone on. Are there current players wearing these or are these vintage that people are bringing back? I think they're vintage, but they should bring them back. Yeah. I think they're from the nineties and they just look good with a nice jean. Started just thinking about fucking some of the bad coats over the years like when you were a kid. Didn't bring this up with Dwayne, but I kind of mentioned it on yesterday's show. Apparently, the apparently the power plays in the third game were eight to zero, and that's what kind of had people rattled. We don't need to get into that, but somebody was just saying like, "Yeah, Meadow had eight was shorthanded eight times, didn't have one PP in game three. Makes it tough to." Tough to win if you're putting yourself in that position, whether it's it's a lot you know, of time in the box. Blaming the refs or not. I mean, you're yeah. Tough to win under those circumstances. But Drake definitely deserved it. They're the best team all year, no doubt. And just here we go. A, sorry, before you get into the chink, just to get into a little shout out here to Last Mountain, I actually got a message from a guy from the Houston area on Instagram. I am not on Instagram. And this guy sends me this random message, like the first message I've ever got on Instagram. He's like, hey. Scam for sure. No, no. No, this guy actually gave us a number. Uh, he's from actually Hodgeville originally. Gave us Marty Flickle's number, old weapon from out there that we got to have on for a little twirl once once, and uh, we get uh, back here. But this guy sent me a picture of a couple bottles of Belfort whiskey. He's like, hey, 
trade for a couple red wine finished uh, LMDs. And I said, yeah, absolutely. He said, I heard that stuff's unreal. So he said he's going to be bringing it up here. He's got some buddies coming uh, coming up here in the fall. So hopefully make that a trade. That would have been great for uh, shout outs, not right before we were about to go into the Drake interview. Sorry, I just thought of it. I just wanted to mention it. Give Last Mountain a little love all in one. And uh, yeah, I just thought of it. So I thought I'd chuck it out there. I'm not much for timing. And uh, yeah, why, not, why follow suit? <laughs> the local distillery look them up they got awesome products especially their whiskey as we talked about all right now let's go into the interview yeah, leather coats and uh <laughs> leather coats and whiskey. Whiskey. Hey, did you guys <laughs> hear about the budget <laughs> <laughs> uh this guy is uh this guy's won a lot we're going to talk about it in the interview uh appreciate him coming on for a quick jap uh the coach of the provincial a champion drake canucks here is Dwayne mclaren aka cambler congratulations on the big uh, a provincial win over meadow lake you were you were just kind of joking before we come on and Right now you have a couch night. It's 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 a nice night to kind of put the feet up and relax a bit. Uh, yes, it's been a busy four days here, so I, I was pretty happy to spend it on for a change. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the uh, quickly about the run you guys had. Um, you beat Balcaris, uh, and then you know into Saudi. Saudi, that series kind of went a little bit different than people thought after game one how, how did you see that series with saudi oh we had that milestone stuck in the middle there too oh yeah sorry yeah, that oh, yeah that's right that's right yeah that the saudi i think our biggest mistake was winning by six game one <laughs> if you know what i mean mm-hmm. like um i don't know we took them lightly game two they were extremely hard-working team and I think they just surprised us, maybe. How, um, and then you had to go back there. And then, you know, obviously you had, you get the wake up call a bit, but then they take you guys to like double OT. Like that, uh, yeah. that, that was, that was to the brink. That's as close as you can get, I guess. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that series. They, the system that they played was just not fit for us. I, I don't understand why, but you know, in the end, I'm glad it worked out the way it did for sure. And we kind of, I think, controlled game three a little more than two, so we'll take it. What kind? Of, what kind of system were they playing? Like, what did you see? You've been around enough hockey. Like, what were they doing to you guys? You know, I'm not really a systems guy, but to me, it was just scrambling. They, they were quicker and beating, beating us to so many pucks, winning battles, and that, that was the big difference. Hmm. And then somebody like that, you kind of, you know, like I think at Drake it was 0-0 zero, zero with 10 minutes left or whatever, game two. You just keep them hanging around, hanging around, and then funk, and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, the provincial final. Obviously, Metal Lake, a team that not too many people were familiar with, I guess, going in. But talk about uh, that battle and the, the challenge they provided to you guys. Uh, they were they were kind of what we expected. I knew they were going to be good. They've been hanging around for years, you know, near that A final, A semi kind of thing. Um, 
they had some big names on that team, so you always got to think about that also. And you always hear stories of huge crowds and whatever in their rink. Um, and for game one, we went down there a Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game, so six o'clock from the rink, and I don't think we were prepared. Mm-hmm. We were slow game one, but I knew everybody knew that we were better than that, so look forward to game two. Game two, I think we played much better, way quicker feet. Guys scored on some opportunities. And game three was much the same. A short time later, um, that's you know we scored on some power plays that made a big difference in game three. How how was that schedule set up? Because you guys went there game one, and then you know you had the home and home. If it went three, was that how, how did that all come about? We had the option, like we have the option now. The home team can go there first, mm-hmm. um, and also the travel. You know, we're going to have two games at home. If it worked out to two games, I think it's much better, even for them, not to have to travel twice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about kind of what we're calling the Grand Slam, I guess, Drake being the first team to win A, B, C, and, not, and D provincials, now getting that A banner. Is that something you guys were, were talking about quite a bit and obviously a pretty pretty big goal to get that done? Yeah, definitely. I've I've actually thought of that for a few years. We've been in A before, I think only twice before. Once was the A semi. We lost out to Belgonia, I believe, and the other one we didn't do so well at all. But that that was really nice. And like the size of our community, I know we don't have a lot of local guys left. But still, the size of this community of 200 people, they're a very good following team. It was nice to have that a hanging there that night yeah no doubt about talk talk about that community right because people that have been around senior hockey in the province for the last 20 years or 20 years plus you know you know the name drake and obviously the long lake no slouch of a league a, a solid league talk about that community of drake you kind of touched on the size of it and whatnot what makes it tick you know who who's involved to make this team tick over the over the years um, we've always said, I think, you know, the following starts it, and then I myself have always had great help in management, other coaches. I don't do much like the recruiting end of it or that. That's kind of left to the guys with connections. You know, I don't know. We've just been fortunate to have the right guys come through the room. Everybody's kind of there for the same reason. We have had times when changes have to be made, which sounds ridiculous in senior hockey, but I'm a big believer in dressing room, so that's kind of where it goes. So you look back at all the teams, obviously this is the first team to to win the, the A banner, but is this, you've been involved with the Drake Canucks for a long time, is this the best, best team that's ever been put together? Uh, I don't know. I, I played on the one you're playing, maybe. That was one of the best I played on. I, I don't know how they compare now. Like, that was in 96. Geez, a long time ago. Um, I've coached some really good teams, really good players have come through, all like gamer guys, which make a huge difference. 
I, I can't really compare this team to others just because that'd be tough to do. How about can you can you compare? So you won um, as a coach four provincial titles, three league. As a player, six provincial titles, two leagues. Which one, and all the ones that you've won provincial titles, that maybe was was a huge surprise. Maybe you guys, you know, just lightning in the bottle at the right time. Uh, what year do you go back to where you think, oh, I can't believe we won that year? Uh, this would have been, I can't remember the exact year, maybe 12, 13, that year sometime. We were playing Shoneman at a B final. They're big underdogs. Like They were like a Hunter Brothers and White Mud All-Star pretty well team. And we went up there. We beat them in overtime game one. This was another weird series setup. We played there on a Saturday afternoon at like two. So early, early trip. We beat them in overtime, and we were back playing Drake, I think, at three or four the next day. Um, and then we beat them five, three, or whatever it was. But to me, that as a coach was the two best games and complete games I've ever seen our team play. Was that the Dave Spooner? Uh, was that the Dave Spooner year? Was Dave? Yeah. I've heard yeah, Spooner yeah. talk about that after a few beers, I think. Yeah. Dave was there that year. Hey. And then I think back on it and I realized, Oh, I'll just wait a second. We had five guys that won junior eight championships on that team, like national championships. So maybe we were better. <laughs> than they thought. Mm-hmm. What about uh, what about you when you go back to your old, uh, you know, the old days? Like you said, when you were playing '96, uh, you guys had a good team. Is that is that the year that that stands out for you uh, from your playing days? Yeah, it does. That was um, we won both that year, and we were still a small town, and we were um, a D provincials, I believe which back then, well, it still is. If you get to the final, that's the game, you know? I don't care what division it is. I really don't. Here, Name drop some ahead. guys who were on that team. Who, who was on that team? You know, we had a, one ex-NHLer, Robin Bartell. I don't know if you remember that name. Mm-hmm. He was an old Drake kid. Um, well, my two, my manager and assistant coach both played on that team. Oh boy, there was lots of good locals back at that time. Plus, the few additions we had have been ports. So, yeah, that was my favorite year. Right on. I guess uh, so. In in closing, as we wrap this up, obviously the natural progression is next year to to take a run at the Allen Cup and go AAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's not going to happen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, congrats, Dwayne. Um, awesome, awesome job, man. Like, uh, yeah, quite, quite the organization and to kind of do that grand slam. And I got to give kudos, you know, those, those leather jackets you guys have, those are some (laughs) sweet tarps. Those are like best in the province by far. I was pretty impressed on Sunday though. They were mixed all through the crowd. Not that was really something. Oh yeah. They're timeless, timeless classics. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for coming on the Monday Nooner. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me, guys. I enjoy your show when I do listen to it. (laughs) Right on. It's good stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you. That interview wrap-up for Great Western Brewing. Uh, Team deal still on for all your summer sports, spring sports, 
mess DM us. We'll make sure that you're getting the kickback you deserve when it comes to drinking beer with your team this year and try the GW lime. Deluxe might not be for everybody. I'm telling you, I like lime in my beer. Fuck. That's a good beer. I think it'd be good with a clam in there. Yeah. chalada ish. Right. Right. I would try that. I, I, I just love it. <sighs> just a hint of lime in my beer so i was like really skeptical i'm like all right let's give it a shot see what's going on here holy shit i was yeah, like was- they're on point good job to great western then it's only going to be around for a limited time i think we'll see how it's going to go yeah it was good gw lime uh good interview from Dwayne. the fucking guys went a lot holy shit he's, yeah, he's put a lot of time in a senior hockey another one of those uh guys who Relatively unnoticed, but nice to give him a little bit of uh, love as he's given a lot to senior hockey for sure. So congratulations to him and Drake. And of course, two more senior champions uh, will be crowned in the next couple of days here. It'll be be a wrap up on uh, senior hockey. So auction season right around the corner, Buzz. Yeah, it's in full swing. Yeah. Sales going on like crazy month of uh, end of March here in April. Lots of equipment and things are selling well for sure. RBauction.com. We already did the player of the week. Didn't mention that. So thank you for uh, getting that in there, Shane, being on top of things. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out here a little late as well. On yesterday's show, I mentioned a stream that Miota had for their league final. I was just went back and it's still up there. It was actually the uh, indig- sharing indigenous success is the name of the uh, YouTube page. They do like a bunch of different things on there, but if anybody wants to go back and watch a, a final game in the SAS Prairie, I just wanted to give them a little shout out. Cause yesterday I didn't know who they were, but yeah, you said it was good. eh? like on yeah, it was oh, high quality. And- yeah. Well, and it's on YouTube. Yeah, they just I, got a stream. They it's not just a hockey stream by any stretch. It's uh a lot of different things, but yeah, you could do it live a, there. They were live, yeah. They were live on YouTube. They had different I don't even know how you do that. Like yeah. different cameras, like somebody obviously cutting from camera to camera. Yeah, there was no uh mom and pop broadcast. It was the real deal. So that's cool. Yeoman's work. <laughs> Yeah, so wanted to mention that as well here before I forget. Anything else? What else we got this week, guys? Uh, GB Construction. Let's give them some love. If I can oh yeah, weapons in the in the community out getting there. The, getting the store set up. So I all took the ice out the other day, out of that outdoor rink at Kipling. Had a good run this year. Takes it out. Does doesn't just let Mother well. Nature do I think they kind of. I don't know what they were doing, but deconstructing deconstructing i guess maybe is the way to put it a lot of a lot of memories they created out there for lots of kids uh that outdoor yeah like olympic size ice and whatever it is in kipling so great uh, community yeah. people for sure yeah thanks to gb construction they've uh we, we're getting the artwork done and gb kind of helps uh helps us get all that stuff in order and, and all the gear so we're hoping to have some team store stuff for you in the next couple of weeks i know the timing isn't great but uh yeah see how it goes a lot of people have been asking for it mm. coast guard what are we going out with uh, do we i feel we're missing somebody we got everybody 
access communications, follow the paths, trying to make a push for the playoffs. Oh, I got to take a seat. Real late. <laughs> yeah, real late. I love it. Yeah, critical. Just bouncing stuff, eh? Just a bouncing board. Tonight. For the third time tonight, shout out to Rusty Shovel. <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> I uh, just thought of access communication. Somebody was commenting about uh, Connor Bedard and will he get whatever 50 goals or whatever this year? Yeah. Which is obviously an incredible achievement. Unbelievable. And someone's like, I saw someone commented on Twitter. They're like, and I'm an Oiler fan. Okay. They're like, yeah, he might get 50 goals, but can he take his team to the next level? Like a McDavid or something like that. I'm like, when is McDavid ever like taking his team to the next level. Like it was just so funny. Cause this guy was trashing Bedard and he's like, he's got to elevate his team. Like McDavid. I'm like, they've been in the second round once in five years. Like it's not exactly getting it done, but anyway, take, take a seat. seat. The people who would take the time to trash the best 16 year old hockey player in the world on Twitter. Good player. Lots of games yeah. on access. Anyway, I'll stop now and we'll uh, hit the deep cut and get out of here. That's Let's it. Go. Deep cut going back to the country. Nice, uh, a nice 90s country here. Pour the whiskey. Tracy Lawrence, paint me a Birmingham. Later. He was sitting there, his brush in hand. Painting waves as they dance upon the sand With every stroke He brought to life The deep blue of the ocean Against the morning sky I asked him if he only painted ocean scenes he said for twenty dollars I'll paint you anything Could you paint me a Birmingham? Make it look just the way I planned A little house on the edge of town Porch going all the way around Put her there in the front yard swing Cotton dress make it early spring For a while She'll be mine again If you could paint me a Birmingham